0: What's up guys? Welcome back to the Yi Yi podcast. It is Wednesday, May 26th. May 26th. It's gonna be May. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think that already I think that that meme has already been sorry, circulating. So, got myself, I do the marketing over at E Apparel. We've got Parker who runs Ship. And then we've got that for mean? the first you run the ship. You're the pirate. Oh. You're the you're the captain. Uh, And for the first episode ever, is this the first time you've ever been on the episode?
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) That was the first (laughs) thing he
0: ever said. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) That was so calculated. Uh, We've got Ben over here in the corner. Hey, guys. Intern Ben. Intern Ben. So we're going to talk a little bit about Ben's story. Ben went from intern to now he's full time, uh, moved from Massachusetts. And yeah, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, the elephant in the room. NASCAR.
2: Yeah. It went. I mean, we have a hood. We do have a hood. We have a yee hood. We have a hood here. So, what should we do with it? Some of you country boys would be able to tell us how we should mount it. Should we put LED lights on it? Should we try to frame it? Do we hang it up? Do we make a big coffee table out of it? Well, you know what they're gonna say. They want us to uh, give it. Away. No, we're not gonna
0: give yeah, it. We're to not. You. We're not giving it to you. If If you want the <laughs> yee hood. Too bad, you don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the race was great. Granger, Parker and I went. Um, a lot of the employees sat like across the way, so it was really cool. We could see him from where we were sitting in the pit box. So we were there all day, um, got to hang out, meet Brandon's team. everyone was great. We had a blast man. It was it was a cool experience. I grew up around all kinds of sports and so I've seen a little bit of everything, but NASCAR was something unlike unlike anything I've ever seen
2: yeah it was a lot of fun to like be there and really root for somebody and if y'all watched it at home i'm sure it's nascar is like it really toys with your emotions because there's so much flip-flopping he'll go from like third to 17th or he literally in the race if you're watching like a lot of it is there's so much strategy behind it and we were back there like listening to him talk to the crew chief and they were talking about if he was gonna pit versus if he was not gonna pit and so he decided to stay out, so he got up to third at the end of stage one. And so that was cool, when he got some airtime. And then uh, he got wrecked, which he's just gotten so unlucky recently. And Hayden and I were talking about it. It's like if you get the good drivers, what's interesting is because, like, he went all the way to the back after he got wrecked, and then he fought all the way to, like, top 20. So it's interesting when you get those good drivers all the way to the back. They find their way forward pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. And then he, he made all the way back up to sixth, and then he got hit again and then went all the way to the back. <laughs> so it wasn't our day, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And it just has us so excited for Bristol because short tracks, they call it a short track when it's just a little oval. That's like Brandon's specialty versus a road race. Wasn't necessarily uh, one that he's known for, but he still did awesome. The whole crew was super nice to us.
0: Yeah, so finished 17th overall, correct? Yeah, I finished,
2: so he finished 17th.
0: Which he, he was third uh, in stage one, which I know a lot of people, a lot of you old school NASCAR fans hate the stages. And I agree that it's, I don't, I like the old racing format, but he did get some points on the year. Um, and at the end of the day, like, yeah, we'd love for him to win in the EE car, but we're also Brandon Jones fans. So we want him to be in the playoffs at the end of the year. We want him to be getting these points. So how was it watching? Like, cause we were just so involved all day, like with all the operations of NASCAR and meeting all these different people how was it, like, from the fans' perspective, Ben? Because we were in the pit box, and we could literally see y'all. We had this, like, little yee cheering section, and it was so cool, and they were, like, right across the way. So how was it from that angle?
1: It was pretty cool. Kind of like what you guys were saying, like, it was exciting just having a dog in the fight, first of all, and especially since he kind of got bumped back uh, to none, none of his fault. Uh, it was just exciting because every single time he came back around, he was in front of the next guy. And he was in front of the next guy, and he just kept on going. So it was just like, who's Brandon going to be in front of next time I see him?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Busch ended up winning, which Kyle Busch, Cup Series racer. So he was racing down. Um, he kind of ran away with it. I mean, a lot of people hate Kyle Busch, but he's a stud, and he's one of the best ever. And he's Joe Gibbs Racing, which is who Brandon's with, too. So, you know, unless – I would have been rooting for him, but he was going – um he was going against Brandon, so it was tough, but we're excited for Bristol. Um, a lot of people ask about merch. Like, we got a lot of questions about merch. Like, what's the plan there? It's gone kind of back and forth, so we would have loved to have already had a parallel out, but it is what it is. We what's just, the status? We
2: just got approved to even sell merch. I sent in my application. Like, I thought we were going to be able to do it way before this race, but then – there was just a lot of red tape involved with NASCAR and so I sent in the application and we didn't hear back for a long time and so I just found out like a day before the race that we were even approved to send stuff in for review so now like we have all this stuff ready to go but I have to send it through we're like approved as a licensee to potential be potentially be approved so basically I just have to send it all in and then it get approved and then uh I don't know how long that's going to take so that, and then it's probably a month to make it. So we were like, I don't really want to just drop it in the middle of the summer now. Uh, So we'll probably wait till a little bit closer till uh, Bristol. And uh, so that everybody will have it. who's going or is going to watch it um, from home. You'll be able to have it before Bristol. So the plan is like probably August sometime.
0: Yeah. And what's cool about that. We've talked about it a lot, but just so people at home know is that, the day of Bristol in September. It's September eighteenth, I believe. That's also our fall launch, and our fall launch is always our biggest. It's always, I think, it's our best uh, as far as product is concerned, and even more so this year. We're gonna have a lot of, a lot of new custom products that that Parker's been working on. So that's gonna be like, probably the biggest day ever. I would think of Ye's history. Like we've got a car. We've got a car in the NASCAR race at Bristol, one of the top five tracks probably in NASCAR, and. It's going to be like our biggest day ever. We're going to have so many new products. So we're excited. We're excited for y'all to be a part of that for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. We were talking about like potentially ha- having it say like yee.com slash fall on the back <laughs> or like doing some like minor changes. Tyler had an awesome idea to do like a Lightning McQueen car for River. Uh, and so we had like a bunch of different paint scheme ideas going around. But honestly, this one, this one turned out pretty awesome. The announcers were talking about it and we don't really want to don't really want to mess with it especially since we only have two races
0: yeah well and just we want to ask y'all like we were we were talking about it we're like oh should we change it up a lot should we keep it the exact same should we should we make some minor changes like what what do y'all want to see comment below uh tweet us comment whatever wherever you're listening um if you're listening on youtube just comment below and hit that subscribe button while you're there but yeah just let us know what what y'all think we should do i i like the little subtle things the camo was sick man um no one out there is saying like the Lowe's car or the Cheddar's car or whatever. And they were literally saying the Yee Yee car on the live telecast, which uh, I know that the announcer that was talking about it probably isn't a lot of people's favorite driver ever, but um, it's cool for us. It's cool to even hear our name on a nationally televised sport. It's really surreal. And we're excited for Bristol. Um, all along, the the Austin one was kind of a cherry on top, I would say. Mm-hmm. The big boy has always been Bristol, and Austin was an awesome little add-on. It's in our backyard. So that was cool. Looking but...
2: back, what we should have done is have everybody vote on the car, and we come up with, like, four or five different mock-ups, and then everybody votes, kind of like what Bush did for the – what did Bush just recently vote yeah. on?
0: Well, they let people vote on the uh, – did you see that? No. They, they let people vote on the, the name of the race. So it was, like, <laughs> people sent in different ideas, and, like – they narrowed it down to four and then they did like a Twitter poll. But one of them was like, I think that what one was the Bushy McBush, Bush 400 or something like that. <laughs> it's just so stupid, but it's so smart. Bush just does incredible marketing.
2: Um, well, we were just watching that documentary last night about Nickelodeon. That's what we grew up on. And it was so cool how it just seems to me that like the successful businesses and networks are just the ones that don't take themselves too seriously. And the ones that like aren't afraid to like break the mold a little bit, not to do anything super revolutionary, but just like stop back and think like, what do people who are watching this actually care about how can we get people involved and so looking back i kind of i'm sorry yee nation that we didn't get y'all more involved but maybe like i don't know if we're going to change the car completely but it would be cool if we had people vote on like if we should put like some like subtle things on it like a lightning bolt on the side like what color should the lightning bolt be or just something cool so everybody can vote so everybody can be a part of it because like you guys are the reason that we even have the car in the first place if it
1: was yellow it would match uh one lightning mcqueen and then two the yee, yee that we already had on it yeah. yeah yeah true we can do yellow
0: be cool so we got a little bit of time um and then just to point out one thing i wanted to say for listeners that may not understand whenever we make our own apparel whenever parker was talking about that just a minute ago the nascar or racing apparel that we're gonna do we don't have to answer to anyone like the way it works is parker comes up with stuff or gets a sometimes works with a graphic designer or like whatever but it is literally just him coming into my office and Granger's and Tyler's and Amber's and whoever, I mean, literally anybody that'll listen, you're just like, Hey, do y'all, what do y'all think about this? And if there's enough yays, then, and not that many nays, then we do that. Whereas NASCAR, we're literally using a mega monopoly, a major sports logo. We're using their likeness. So there's all kinds of clearances there. We don't usually have to give a royalty rate to anyone because we're not using anyone's likeness. Whereas here we're going to have to give a royalty rate. So there's all that like fun stuff that that's what holds stuff up. I mean, how long does it usually, if you wanted a shirt right now, if you thought of a shirt design, how long would it take you to have that shirt right here? If you really wanted to regular, not NASCAR, not any, we don't have to answer to anyone.
2: A regular shirt with our local vendor here in Austin shirt. I could, he could probably have it here in like, I don't know, 10 business days. Right
0: so the nascar there's all these different hoops that we have to
2: jump through and it's not nascar that's how everything would work at this level so like the crew shirt that y'all saw with the uh 19 on the chest and then the 19 on the back that we made we just made those exclusive for the crew and then i was like ah we'll do like so i think some people may like those like a lot of people commented i was like we'll just drop those along with it and then we never got approved and then it still hasn't been approved yet and so we still can't sell them and i was just like Dang it! So we have we have like 150 of those hats and 150 of the crew shirts, exclusive, um, that are here. And so we'll probably just drop those. We'll probably I don't know. We may drop those like in the middle of the summer sometime, and we'll give you all a heads up. But I almost feel bad selling. We were just talking about it today. I feel bad dropping stuff when there's just not that much because it sells so fast. And then I feel bad for the people who feel like that they missed out. But like like Hayden said, we're so used to just coming up with stuff on the fly and just like doing whatever we want. And, like, I learned the hard way with NASCAR. I was talking to the lady, and she was like, you have to have a big Toyota logo on it. And I was like, "Uh." (laughs) ah, because, like, we've already got so much crap because of Toyota. And so they wanted me to, like, she, like, told me it had to have Toyota on it. And so, like, I put it, I put it, like, on the back underneath, really small and white. And she was like, just put it on the sleeve. It has to be, like, at at least an inch and a half. And then I put it on the sleeve, and she was like, it has to be the red one. And so it's just its just like it had to be this big red Toyota logo. It's just like, gosh, just, this red tape with people is just so annoying when you get to that level.
0: Yeah, it's these old school organizations that have done the same things forever. And whenever you ask what the reasoning for a lot of this stuff is, they don't even know. It's like, because this is how it's always been done. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not a good reason. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump to break real quick. Whenever we come back, we're going to be talking to Ben about his journey from Massachusetts all the way to the EE farm. See you on a minute. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button so that you get notified for all the upcoming episodes. We've got some fun guests coming up and we want to make sure that you don't miss one of them. All right, we now welcome on very special guest, Intern Ben, who's already been in the corner for this interview, but I guess he's kind of a guest. Are you a guest?
1: I'll I'll be called a guest today, I guess. I
0: guess. I guessed. I guessed. I guessed. I guessed. <laughs> so corny. That's such a dad joke. Why would anybody listen to this? I don't I, I, I sometimes think about that like we're halfway in the middle of saying something. I'm like, man, if I was listening right now, I would turn it off at this point. We'll see if the viewership goes down right here. Um, cool. So I would just wanted to have you on a little bit to talk about your story, how you got here, because we get a lot of questions about how do I get a job. Um like that's one of my top questions. I mean, people DM me all the time. I'm sure you get it too. And so we're we are very slow to hire, and we have been, and we're pretty bootstrapped business, and that's something that we take pride in. But we all we also have made to make some hires here recently. And so you you have a really cool story about how you came on. And so I just kind of wanted to share that. So tell a little bit about where you're from. Uh, you grew up in Boston, correct? Boston yeah. area
1: boston area so it's the first town south of boston
0: and you're super irish right
1: (laughs) something like that
0: so he's he's ginger he's we finally added a ginger to the office by the way classic if you're if you're watching on the on youtube he just took his hat off so tell us a little bit about um you, you went to where you went to college what you went to college for are you using that degree at all right now so tell us a little bit about that
1: so, yeah, uh, I went to a small school in Western Massachusetts. It's called Western New England University. I'm guessing about zero percent of our viewers <laughs> have ever heard of it. Um, but I went there uh, and studied engineering. Um, and as of now, I'm doing marketing. So I'm using about zero percent of that degree.
0: <laughs> yeah. What a Well, and it's also not a great time to be finding a job in engineering, I guess, in the past year. No. How did you first hear about us? So I'd
1: been a really big fan of the brand and even Granger's music for the longest time. Like, uh, we could go way back into all these crazy things. Like, I, I think, uh, if anyone had ever heard of Granger's Pledge of Allegiance tour, that was the only day in high school I was ever allowed to miss. So I was actually there in Boston on that Oh, he w- he was there? Yeah, he, he was, uh, just downtown Boston and I was able to leave, uh, school a little early. Um, so did you I meet him that down. day? I did How nice and I'd been to a couple shows and then like uh, I think like a lot of our viewers like I just look forward to the launches every time they came along and uh, so yeah it, it went from that and then there was um, one day I think it would have been Hayden posted on Twitter and said, yeah, we're looking for a marketing intern to help with content and influencer relationships. And I texted my brother right away. I was like, should I like do anything about this? Like I'm, I'm an engineer right now. Like, I, I don't know if I should be doing anything about a marketing internship, but it's, it's literally my dream job. Um, so yeah, I kind of got right into it and all I needed to do was send in a few memes and then I got a reply from you, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and if I remember correctly, the job said must be located, uh, local and you were the furthest thing from local local. You were in, um, Massachusetts at the time. So I think it's like a cool story and and a cool lesson. Like you sent a really good email that was super personable. And we look at that, um, And you sent you sent content with it like so many people just don't read the directions of a resume like that application i mean we we tweet i uh, tweeted about it but then also like we had a listing and everything and it was there were a few things that you had to do like if you just sent your resume and you probably weren't going to get it like this is a content oriented job we want to see what type of content you can come up come up with you know just in an email that you send to us so the content that you sent was pretty good and we had cycled through a couple people before um didn't really ever work out that well And yeah, so we got on a phone call and then I think you just started doing like, you were just working remotely doing content and yeah, you can do content remotely for sure. Um, You can do a lot of things. I think remotely we've seen in the last year with COVID and everything happening, but for us, it's really important that I think, wouldn't you say that people that are in office feel more of a buy-in, they, they understand more, they work uh, at a different pace and they, they just get what we're building here more than someone that's remotely 24-7.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to work remotely and and see the light at the end of the tunnel with a business and understand, for lack of a better word, values, but really just the energy of the office. And when you're around here on a daily basis, just the little conversations go a long way that we don't really think about. But just the general optimism of the business and talking about the future and it's hard to get that feel of the culture when you're working from home. It feels like almost like a regular job and you're not getting any Mm -hmm. of the benefits of being around. Like there's just something, there's just something energizing about being around, you know, Granger and Tyler and, uh, talking about where they've been and where they're going and, um, Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun being here. And I will say about Ben, like, the thing that helped him stand out was, like, when you have that college degree, he almost had that college degree done. Not that that's, like, a deal killer for us, but when someone's just cold emailing you, like, it does say something about their work ethic, and you're not just someone who, it just says something about your work ethic. And then he obviously had the emotional intelligence that we look for in that. You know you need to be able to understand like social cues and have enough emotional intelligence to make make the memes and the type of like humor that we do not that we're super high level humor but uh it does take a lot of intelligence to be able to put together that stuff and uh you'd just be surprised about how many people say they want to work for us but um they're i'm sure they're awesome people and awesome supporters but um unfortunately just it just it's not usually a good fit
0: yeah and it's just like (laughs) Some, we get we get people hitting us up all the time. Like, I want to work for y'all. And I, I think that there's a way to slide into the DMs and do that. And there's a way not to. There's a lot of ways not to. But, like, you should be thinking, what how can you provide value to the other person on that end? Like, saying, are y'all hiring right now? I will 100% guarantee you that I won't respond. And neither will Parker or, or anything like that. Like, no one will. So like always be thinking about what you can, if, if you're, I don't care if you're thinking about changing a career right now or changing, uh, you're, you're graduating college, you're graduating high school and, and college isn't right for you or whatever, wherever you're at, like think about that first message that you send. You only get one of those, whether it's an email or a DM or a text or whatever. And so think about how you can provide value, which is what you did a good job of. And I caught the, obviously caught the email immediately. So you worked remotely for how long making content for us?
1: So I worked remotely for about four months, I think it was, before okay. I moved down. Um,
0: and it, and like when, so when were you graduating? Like, like where is this all aligning with your school plans and where you were at?
1: So I actually graduated May of 2020 and I started working for y'all in November of 2020. So it was about six months after I'd actually graduated.
0: And you're doing graduate school, correct? Yes,
1: so currently in graduate school. Um, finish up later this year
0: yeah you're already like too deep in yeah like, well, I gotta keep exactly. going with it it's one of those things I got my master's degree and I do not use it ever mm-hmm. uh and no one in an interview has ever asked me about it however it's one of those things nothing will ever no no one or nothing can ever take that away from me like I got a master's degree I've got it doesn't matter if I ever use it it's something I'm proud of so
2: um how are you doing mentally after moving down here across the country how's your family handling it? how's the girlfriend handling and all that How is it compared to your expectations as well? I mean, uh, I
1: think my expectations pretty much match it. I couldn't be more supported by my family and then my girlfriend as well. Um, And she even made it here within like about a month of when I moved here. So She was so excited to like come down and meet everyone and just see what my day to day life is. And um, so I I kind of expected it. It, I, I don't know if I thought it was gonna go as smoothly, but really like uh, my my parents, when I told them about the opportunity to move down, they were like, follow your dreams, now's the time. Nice,
0: that's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's super important, that's cool. Going back to the, the hiring process, really the biggest need that we have right now, like we started, when Ben came, we started him in shipping just so that he could get a feel from the ground level of just you get such a good idea of the you know the foundation at its core of like what what this business is which is you know an order coming in from a customer a real person you see that first and last name and someone spent their hard-earned money on a hat or a shirt and then you go grab it off the shelf and I just think, think there's something super special and grounding about starting off there in that shipping area and if if you are Interested in working with us, our biggest need right now is in the shipping department, especially on launch weeks. You know, we have upwards of 25 to 30 people here just in the distribution area. So if you are interested in doing that, um, then you can email store at yeeapparel.com. And you have to be local for this one. So please don't email us if you're across the country. But if you're able to come into the office, um, we could probably give you an interview if you send in um, that you're interested in some hourly work. We could start you at the the shipping area
0: yeah there's just um i think there's just a lot to be uh to tell people like about like how you how you got this job and everything just because yeah like i just get a lot of i just get a lot of uh dms and emails i don't know our our emails are out there somewhere on the on the internet and like we're, we get like all this spam not not from people looking for jobs from like vendors and stuff but Like whenever you're reaching out, like think about how you can provide value, make sure that there's no grammatical errors, um, which I'm sometimes bad about myself, but read through all of that and really study a company. Like there's some, you know, maybe a corporate company. There's not a lot of stuff out there that you can look into and see what their needs are, but with all the content that us and Granger and everything that we put out, like you could watch everything that we've put out over the last month and gone to our social profiles and all that stuff. And you could find an an edge on like what we're looking for right now. Like the obvious one is, you know, there's a few positions that we need to find or things that we're looking for, but like, we need a graphic designer right now. And so we've, we have different people reach out and I don't know the people that get creative with that type of stuff um, definitely goes a long ways. And at the end of the day, you just got to be good at the job. Like if you are a graphic designer and you send something and it's, not what we're looking for, then, you know, that can only go so far. But I think there's a lot to be said for finding, um, like for Ben, for example, Ben sent four or five memes in Ben is obviously very familiar with our brand previously, but Ben looked at what we post and he looked at our, our, um, our voice online and was able to make some great content. I think like I liked all, all the stuff that you sent, whether it was four or five pieces of content, Whereas like we had people that followed the instructions and they sent all the memes in and everything and they sent some video content, but it just didn't match our brand. And it was obvious that they probably weren't looking at our social profiles. So we can read right through that. It goes a long ways, I think. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, you were talking about your parents. What do you think? Do your parents even know what you do?
1: That's a good question. I, I think for the most part, they get it. Um, you, should call, you should call them. Right now?
0: Yeah, you should call them. Call them on air. See if, see, ask, ask uh, call either your mom or your dad. Call either your mom or your dad and ask them what uh, what you do on a daily basis for work.
1: I bet if I call my mom, she's going to know exactly what okay, it so, is. So, so, so call your dad. Call, dad. call your dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should all do this. Put up some mic loud. speaker okay hey
1: hey dad how's it going
2: it's going good how What's about you? On you good don't uh, on.
1: i was just wondering uh if you could explain to me on a daily basis what do you think i do for my job <laughs> <laughs> i don't know better every day. Best guess. Well, you got that right. Best guess. What, what would you be your best guess? It's very cold
2: and bland what you, you uh, would answer something that with, but you would take responsibility for marketing X number of dollars of apparel and then you know expand on that a little bit. I've given you a five-word sentence or something.
1: You stretch it to 25 words. You following? yeah makes sense you you're not too too far off if you're thinking big picture
0: we're just doing a report see what our parents say okay all right <laughs> just to, just, to, <laughs> just, to, just to <laughs> tell them we're asking what our parents <laughs> think
1: that we do okay um yeah we we were just all calling and asking um what each of our parents think we do but <laughs> But thank you. And I'll I'll give you a call later on today, I think. Okay. All right. Hey, talk to you. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.
0: He's so confused. I think he was mad by the end of the call. <laughs> he,
1: he might have been asleep, to be honest.
0: <laughs> you woke your dad up for that. Yep. He, By the way, that was like whenever uh, you were told in class you have to do a response of at least 300 words. <laughs> and you get done, and it's like 100 words, and you're like, crap. Well, I better start, like, start lengthening this out. <laughs> that was, by the way, what everyone, like, that was what, <laughs> it's just the most corporate marketing answer. All right, I'm going to call my mom real quick. You're calling your mom next to see what she says? She
2: knows exactly what I do. She would be boring. My dad would probably be more interesting,
0: but he would read through it. My mom won't. hello hey mom how are you good how are you good i just had a question real quick okay. so if you were to explain what i do on a day-to-day basis for a living what would you say To who? just in general like if someone asks what does your son do for a living day-to-day not like he's marketing at ye apparel like what does he do day-to-day operation wise what would you say okay i would say so he works for an apparel, apparel company where he does e-commerce. And what that means is um, he uses um, the internet and various platforms of social media to um, try to build their customer base and increase sales. Is that right? That's pretty spot on. Okay, we just needed it. We were seeing what our parents would say if we asked them what we do on a daily basis. That was pretty good. Oh, really? because well, if it's my friends, what I say is, I don't know, every time I go, they're out there playing with the animals, lifting weights, or, throw, or playing cornhole. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. You're on air, by the way. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was, no, that's perfect. That's perfect content. That's exactly what we needed. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. All right, love you, bye. Oh. I just cut, her, I cut my mom off in the middle of a love you. Dang, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Well, then I love that I didn't tell her that she was on the air, because then soon after she's like, well, they're always lifting, playing <laughs> with animals, and playing yeah. cornhole. Yeah, well, she's
2: she's not wrong. I remember talking to one of my friend's parents. It was actually Kurt, Kurt's mom. Uh, my buddy from Texas A&M, and I met her on tour one time when we were on tour with Granger and because she just so happened to be in the area and she and Kurt's dad came and she goes so how are you doing marketing when you didn't go to school for that? (laughs) She was like what did you go to school for and I was like well I was in agricultural economics and which at A&M is just the (laughs) Like the poor man's business school, right? <laughs> right. If you can't make it in a maze, yeah, it was just an agricultural economics with a concentration in finance and real estate. It's just like okay, whatever. And she was like, "How do you do that without having a degree in marketing?" She just like could not get it through right. her head that you can learn things not in college and make a career out of it. It's So interesting world we live in now.
0: Yeah, and that's what people are doing, and that's what Ben has done too. So besides just the marketing, you're uh, we're working on a program to work with different. Social media creators, Um, people call that an influencer program. We're trying to get away from calling it that because I think that sounds so pretentious. We all kind of. Oh, what should we call it? Comment below
2: if you're on YouTube. Comment below because we're trying to brainstorm today of like what we should call the influencer program. It's like basically we're trying to think of like so they're like the leaders of Yee around social media, like ambassadors, influencers. We were trying to talk like we were talking about like calling them like the Yee gang or like the Yee leaders or like comment below what you think a cool name for like the influencer squad would be. Yeah.
0: So what's your favorite thing about Texas? Like Texas forever. He, by the way, Ben is like almost full on Texan, like give him a few more months and he's going to be full on Texan. He loves this place. So what's your favorite thing about Texas?
1: That's another good question. I think my favorite thing so far and y'all are going to laugh at me. I think it's beautiful here and like I, I know parker and i have <laughs> joked nerd <about> <laughs> like uh parker and i have kind of joked about it because he's like oh yeah like everyone comes down here thinking that you're moving into big bend but like i'm so used to just such a like hilly or mountainous kind of place so here i pull into the farm and i'm looking out over the whole property and you can just see for miles yeah and i just think it's like it's so like relaxing in a way and it, it's it's a good way to start the day honestly just to have that whole
2: view yeah i kind of have gotten used to it over the last three years but our old warehouse was this tiny leased office in uh, Hutto, texas and it was just like right off the interstate and and it was loud and we were by construction companies just all concrete so i do forget how like your subconscious is just like so like at peace you just automatically like start your day a little bit better off than you would be in the city out here yeah wait till
0: dove season comes dove season you can go hunt in the morning and there's a cornfield
2: right next to us so it's perfect what about food what's your favorite food or drink or or restaurant chain he's
0: gonna say it i know he's gonna say it go ahead i'm
2: gonna shout out p terry's on this
0: one so
1: a lot of people yep uh probably haven't even heard of it like maybe if you're from the dallas area because it's 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 only austin
0: Austin. yeah it's only austin
1: um, but yeah, my man, Brian suggested it one time. Uh, so we went there and like, I'm hooked. It's so good. And it's so close to my apartment. All as right. well. Someone's got to say it. <laughs> so you're going to take P Terry's over Whataburger. I will, but um. to Whataburger's defense, I have not yet gotten the honey butter chicken biscuit.
0: Mm. I'll tell the listeners what, cause I, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm going to get some flack for this, but I agree. I think P Terry's has the best burger. Waterburger on its best day is the best fast food burger there is. However, it's not always consistent. Mm. I've had some bad Waterburger before, whereas P. Terry's just hits different every single time. It's just always like chef's kiss, amazing. I don't think I've ever had P. Terry's once. Mm. You're going to have to try it. It's really good. If you're ever in Austin or the Austin area, they're in Round Rock. uh There's one in Georgetown. They're south of us as well, quite a ways. They're fantastic are y'all
2: like burger and a shake people was that a thing was that a thing in boston
1: yeah like there you get a chocolate milkshake with your burger i i wouldn't do it like i i I just kind of like soda or sweet tea usually um that that's the other thing whataburger sweet tea is top notch i I am all in on sweet tea i think like when i was moving down i got sweet tea at every single place so i got it at a chicken place in nashville (laughs) i stopped for barbecue in memphis and out of anywhere, it
2: was either Waterburger or Bush's Chicken. Yeah, Bush's is sweet good.
0: Bush's, golly,
2: man! I don't know who started the whole burger and a milkshake thing. That just, it's, it's, I never, no, it's like a 50s diner style. Yeah, it's like the diner thing. thing. Yeah,
0: and that's not like a regional thing. Like any, you know, 50s diners that was always. No, a I good. know. Yeah, yeah,
2: I know. It's just, it's just so strange to me. I, well, mean, well, I guess I, it's not a Texas thing. It feels just, like a coma for me. I yeah, feel like a food coma. Yeah, I have to separate the sweets and the salt. Yeah.
0: All right, should we go to break real quick and we'll come back and do the fantasy rankings with Ben? See you on a minute.
2: Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're a super relatable brand, so you should buy some shirts and some hats from us. Stop. <laughs> no, uh, but in all seriousness, thank you guys for listening. We have our summer launch June 18th. That's a Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time, and it's going to be our biggest launch ever. I know we say that every time, but I think that this one really is going to be the biggest launch ever. Got some awesome swim trunks coming out. We got more leggings coming out, and it's just a super exciting time to be here. We just finished phase one of the warehouse extension. uh, Yeah, June 18th, Friday at 10 a.m. Now back to the show.
0: All right. Thanks for that, Parker welcome back to you're
2: the
0: welcome EU... Hayden okay welcome back to the Yee Yee podcast we're gonna roll right into the fantasy rankings with Ben so Ben is gonna be on the fantasy rankings and Ben is very excited to be on the fantasy rankings because he thought of this topic have you had this in your mind to do for a while so
1: I thought of it when I was just traveling actually
0: oh perfect perfect okay so there that's that's what it is this is the most annoying things while traveling um There's probably going to be a lot. So we're going to let Ben go first. You're going to get the first overall pick. Most annoying things while traveling. Go ahead.
1: So first of all, I've been excited for this for a while because I know I'm going to beat Hayden. And everyone's always talking about how good he is. But I don't know about this week.
0: I mean, you need to beat me in something because I'm (laughs) destroying everybody in this office in Cornhole.
1: Very true. So for my number one pick on most annoying things while traveling, I'm going to go with when you land on an airplane and everyone starts clapping. Yeah. Like that's they never just, happened to me before. Now that's happened to you. So yeah, too many times. So I think it's like, it, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like they, they were just doing their job. Like, and, mm. and you're clapping for them. So it's that's like, why you don't like it. it. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, so I'll just be landing. Everyone's clapping and it's like, well, when I make a meme and I post it, no one's clapping for me. Yeah. Or It's very true. Y- you can think of anyone doing people their are job. People to start no commenting clapping, clapping
2: for... emojis on every meme <laughs> <mouth of> now, <Ben. laughs> probably. It's like
0: imagine making uh being a semi driver and just making a delivery and as you pull into the loading dock, there's just 20 people outside just
2: Well, I remember when I was at Texas A&M, uh, they would have buses taking the students around to different classes and I remember <laughs> Uh, one of my buddies was walking off one time and thanked the bus driver. And he's like, you don't have to thank me, man. It's just my job. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were like, he was like kind of took offense to it a little bit. He's like, dude, it's fine. Just get off. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just doing it is my
0: true. Job. It is true. Everyone has jobs. Why do we thank some people for theirs and other people not for theirs? Like I understand military, like thank military all day long. Thank you for your service. But like I did it the other day. I, I've, I've had four, f- five flights in the last week and every single time after i get off the flight i just walk by the the um what do they call the flight attendants i'm like thank you thank you I'm like why they didn't i mean no, no no knock on the flight attendants out there but no one tells me thank you for my job why do we have to tell them it's interesting how we do that with some jobs and not others
1: i will say too that uh i i think just in general public clapping is just annoying to me like i don't know if you've ever been to the movies and people start mm-hmm. clapping at the end it's like they can't, they can't hear you. They can't hear you. The director's <laughs> not here. What is
0: this, the, the screening of it? All right, that's good. Um, Gosh, when was the last
2: time y'all were at a movie theater?
0: I think I have a hot take that movie theaters are going to die here soon. AMC. I think COVID really crashed it. Um, okay, mine's going to be the guy that holds up everyone in TSA. Um, so, you know, you have to take off your shoes, have to take off your belt, no liquids, all that stuff. This guy apparently didn't get the message and you know, he's traveled like a lot. It's not his first time flying. You know, he's like a, he's like a 60 year old dude. Yeah. They're usually they're Well, they're usually like senior age, but they go through the thing and it starts beeping. You know, the thing where you put your hands up in the air and they go, sir, do you have a belt on? He's got a belt on. He does it again. He's got a bracelet on. He's got a necklace on. He's got his wedding ring on. This dude has everything still on. And then you find out he's still got his phone in his pocket. And, everyone makes fun of the TSA agents for saying over and over again, the same stuff. But then you see one of these guys go through and you know exactly why they sit there and say that all day. Is that these guys that just girls, whatever that just still don't get it. So they hold up everyone in TSA and it always seems to be happening on a flight that I'm running
2: late to. So that would be,
0: that's one of my pet peeves.
2: All right. One of my pet peeves in traveling is what's the official name of this?
0: Uh, most annoying things while traveling. Most we may an- we may
2: go with pet peeves. Most annoying things while traveling. Uh, my number one is actually probably being with people who are just talking about how annoying everything is the whole time. If you're just with somebody who's just like being negative, like everybody just knows that person who's like on the flight and they're just like. They're complaining about, like, the food that they had or how the – if the plane's delayed or, you know, just the people that make everything a little bit worse. Don't like surrounding myself with those types of people.
0: Whenever we landed the other day, we were really, really early, like really early, an hour early, and we had to sit on the tarmac for 45 minutes, but we still got out of the plane 15 minutes early compared to what we were going to be, and people were so mad. And I was in the middle of watching, like there was – Oh, it was, a, it was a football game. The FCS National Championship was on, and it was, like, a tight game. So I did not care. I was just sitting there in the back of the plane just chilling, watching this. And at one point I took off my headphones, and some guy was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, you were an hour early. Of course the gate's not open. It is frustrating,
2: but come on. It's not not their fault. If you have your Bose headphones and a phone charge, yeah, like you, you get some come. headphones and a phone, like you can have me on that tarmac for four hours i'm going to be yeah. doing the exact same thing i'd be doing at the right. officer at my house like yeah. no big deal so true all right what you got
0: ben second pick
1: all right so my second pick for most annoying things while traveling is going to be when someone keeps getting out of their seat to go to the bathroom and you're in the aisle because first of all like oh a,
0: no i don't like this one i don't like this one what if they have a problem what if they have to pee a lot
1: well then it's different they should have got an aisle seat but yeah that that, that I, don't exactly I don't know i don't know if this say. plays
0: guys this is so go I'm, ahead
1: go ahead i'm a window seat guy so i love just being next to the window so if this guy <laughs> picks the do, window then i could see that if this guy picks the window and then i have to sit in the aisle and then he gets up six times on our two-hour flight to nashville I'm going to be pretty mad about it. And it's like, do you want my ILC? I'll take your window.
0: <laughs> That's such a funny thing to be mad about. I do not. Anytime someone needs to go to the
2: bathroom, I don't think twice about it. Do you? No, I don't. I, I've I've gone back and forth. I used to be a window guy. It depends on how me sleepy too. I am. If it's early morning, I like to lean on the window. Yeah. But then Granger and Tyler have gotten me to switch to the ILC because I have, a, I have to pee all the time just because I drink so much water. And so I'd, I'd hate being a burden on people and feeling like I'm doing that to Ben. Like, I can't stand that feeling of like, oh, this guy's going to be so annoyed if I have to go to the bathroom. And so I like to just be on the aisle. That way I can just know I have the option to go to the bathroom and not bother anybody.
0: Yeah, I guess I do think that too. But if I'm on the seat, I never think twice about it. No, I don't either. So I guess Ben's a bad person is what we're saying. Something like that. All right, I guess I'm up next. Um, business guy. I cannot stand at the airport business guy that's always on his cell phone. He usually paces around the gate. Like he can't just stay in one spot. We were at the airport the other day and this guy was doing this. He just paces everywhere. And he's always on his phone and he's talking out loud. He's got his headphones in and he's talking very loudly about this business deal and that business deal. And he's usually wearing like nice clothes and I just, I can't stand that guy. I don't like him. We get it, bro. You do business no one cares like he's just so annoying he's the guy that as soon as you get on the flight he's got his laptop out like we can't take you know you know how you can't take any devices out besides your cell phone until you hit that certain point and it's not that long it's like five minutes after leaving he's got his laptop out and the flight the flight attendants always have to tell him "Put put your laptop away sir it's like dude we're all doing it you've been on a million flights if you're doing business just put your put your laptop up it's so annoying so I can't stand that guy
2: a side of granger that not many people get to see unless you know him pretty well that's pretty funny is uh like we'll be traveling like in an airport like that and they'll be one of those guys that we we all <laughs> granger and tyler always talk about guys like that who are just talking really loud to let everybody know they're doing yeah. they're doing big <laughs> deals and so someone that is ever around granger like that he'll always just act like he's talking to them <laughs> and, and like just like get in on the conversation the guy would be like yeah that's what i told him like we're not gonna do 7 a.m granger's like what do you think about like 10 a.m Ten AM instead of seven? And then the guy <laughs> just looks at him like, What are you talking about? They'd be like, Yeah, dude, that's what I said, like fifty thousand or nothing. Granger's like, Really? Not sixty? <laughs> and then uh, anytime someone like hurries past you with their suitcase we were in the, We were in Europe one time, and some guy like had the little roller suitcase, and he was like running pretty fast in the airport. And Granger just got right behind him <laughs> and just started running with it, with his butt shaking back and forth. It was
0: pretty funny. Granger's a really funny traveler. Another thing he'll that,
2: surprise you because he's so serious right. and like just like very like he'll just like randomly come out with the silly, yeah, yeah. silly, goose humor. It'll come out of
0: nowhere. Like two hours, he hasn't said anything. Well, the other day, Chris. So Granger's tour manager, Chris. Uh, we went on the road like last week. And they were really cracking me up because they just, they've, I mean, they've flown so many hundreds and hundreds of times, if not over a thousand by now. And they've got these little things that they do in the airport. And so as soon as we land in Austin, whenever we come home, Chris picks up the phone and he calls someone back and they don't pick up and he leaves a voicemail and he's sitting right beside me and he goes, Hey, I saw you called yesterday. I'm sorry. We were in the hospital all day. Hayden got attacked by a dog and He's talking. He's speaking loudly, and so everyone starts looking around. And I'm just sitting beside him, just cracking up because he's talking about me. They don't yeah. know who Hayden is, but I mean, he has. He'll do, he'll say whatever. And Granger's not quite to that level, but Granger will mess around too. Yeah, so. Chris is
2: on the podcast uh, next week, and uh, he's a, he's a character, man. We were on the plane the other day, and he'll always have to, he'll always say something in front of people. Like, if you're on a plane, and, like, he was sitting right behind me the other day, and he goes, Parker, I just want to let you know I'm right behind you if you need anything. I'm right here behind you. And everybody's like, what is this guy talking about? And then the next flight on the way home, Crystal's next to me, and he goes, Parker, I couldn't get behind you this time because somebody else took my seat. And he looks right at the person behind me, and he goes, but I'll be right next to you if you need anything this time. And everyone's like, no one understands it. It's just the most strange humor.
0: Well, also, he did something at the airport that I'm going to say – if it doesn't get taken off the board um tbd on that i'll say it at the end of this podcast all right uh ben think,
2: what how many has everybody said we've I've we've said each said two. two i think i've said one
0: wait what was what was mine god what? we're so bad at this oh i said business guy now you're yeah, right. yeah, uh, yeah
2: sorry. no no deodorant guy stinky bo oh, oh. Yep. yeah yeah well, especially on the airplane <laughs> yep man there's not really much worse than that. I really don't like the uh, – actually, I won't even say anymore just in case it's one of y'all's. But, yeah, that's a pretty bad one. There's a lot of things you can get around, but um, you, it's just hard to, to stop your nose up. I guess we have masks these days. but
0: A couple, uh, couple years ago, Parker and I flew back from a trip, um, and we were in the very back of the plane, I remember, you and I. And there was a guy in front of us. It was so bad. I mean, it was bad. I felt bad for the guy because it was just – it was that bad. But the flight attendant came over to us and was like motioning like y'all or him. It's like, you think it's us? Like, do we, I mean, I guess, I don't know. You can't judge a book by its cover, but man, it was bad. And it was from New York City. So <laughs> it was New York City to Austin. It was a very long flight and it was painful. So that's a good one. Yeah. where deodorant to the, where deodorant and shower whenever you're going to travel in public. All right, Ben, last round. What you got? All right. My
1: last pick for most annoying things while traveling is gonna be when the person in front of you and this could be an airplane or even if you've taken like a long bus. I can already
0: tell this is so specific.
1: Uh <laughs> they lean their seat back. Yeah. So that uh, I'm with you on that one. Literally no.
0: y'all are so petty. Well Do you so lean your seat back? Never.
1: What? No, I because, never do either. So I I, I don't think,
2: think I do I either, but to,
1: But you get what, like two inches? It makes no difference to you but if you have someone with long legs behind you it completely changes their whole experience. Yeah. So it's like do you really need to lean back slightly just to
2: ruin my whole day? Yeah. Man, the the reward benefit for the um the person doing the action is is much less marginally than the the penalty or the i don't know why i'm phrasing it like this <laughs> the person behind them is going to be affected much more negatively than the person reclining is going to be affected positively and i never do it for that purpose especially if i like to sleep if i'm on the aisle i like to sleep with my head down on the uh yeah, on the little too. on the little rest yeah, and if they move it back it's just like yeah
0: i'm much, a tray sleeper i'm, I'm a, a tray sleeper
2: one of our buddies uh he used to be in the band he was just a total character. This guy started reclining his seat back on a plane one day and he just grabs the guy's seat with his hand and just pushes it forward. And then the guy looks back and he just goes, <laughs> and just shakes his head back and forth. Like not today. And the guy just didn't do it.
0: It is true because you recline and you just go mm, a little two inches. Like what's crazy to me is whenever the flight attendants are walking by and they're like, whenever you're landing and they're like, sir, seat up. I'm like, how can you even tell? Like it's literally centimeters. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I didn't put this on my notes, but I just thought of it. Uh, if I'm in the, one thing that I hate about traveling, well, actually I'm not going to say that one. I don't think it's that good. Um, people that use, I cannot stand people that use the entire outlet. You know, whenever you're at the gate and you're waiting for your flight and you, you're looking, you know, you're looking on the lookout for a, for an outlet and there's some guy or there's someone guy, girl, whatever has all four. Of the little outlets being used. I saw a new one this week. Had all four outlets being used. However, one of them was a... Um, what's one of the little power... not not a power bank. But uh, what do you call the little things that have extra plugs? Little Oh, a little power strip. She had a power strip. It was a couple. They had this power strip. And then they had more plugs into that. So they were using up four. But then more than four. It's like, what, what are you even charging? They had like... I mean, they had too many kids, that's what it was. They hmm. had like they had like six kids. But each kid had a laptop, each kid had a um uh an iPad. It was terrible. So I don't I don't like whenever people use all the
2: outlets. All right, last pick part. Um I think I just forgot it. Oh wait. Uh okay, so I was on a flight and I had my head down on that the uh on the tray table in front of me and I feel someone poking me. Oh she poked exactly me like twice. And I was like, maybe she did that by accident. And then she poked again. I was like, Okay, she's definitely poking me in an aggressive manner. It wasn't a soft poke. It was like a it was like a Karen poke. I could already tell. So it's like I'm just gonna pretend like I can't feel it. And then she lifts up her hand and like calls the flight attendant over. And so the whole plane is like looking at her and she's like this guy's mask is coming down over his nose and he's leaning all over me, which I was not. I was like completely, I was facing the other direction with my head on the tray table. And so the flight attendant like pretended to wake me up even though I was already awake. It's like that awkward moment where you're already awake and you gotta pretend like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so just, I understand the employees who were trying to get other people to put their mask on, but yeah, that was a very Karen thing of her to do. That was pretty annoying and it's like a lot of times those people just want to make a scene
0: also um so the person poking you is the karen sitting next to you yeah one thing that made me think of that this is we're now an honorable mention stage we've already used all of our three but an honorable mention would be the flight like most flight attendants are not like this most of them are great but the flight attendant that walks around with peanuts and you're asleep and she goes I'm oh, um, asleep. No one's ever done that. You've never had me, that happen? No. I've had it happen like two or three times. It's rare. But if you step onto a plane and go to sleep, you were trying to go to sleep. Like you don't just accidentally go to sleep. I've had people literally poke at me while I'm sleeping. and be like, would you like any peanuts? <laughs> like, no, just put <laughs> and it. I
2: don't have any water for you, and I'm sure your mouth is right, dry from right, sleeping. Do you right. want some salty nuts?
0: Can I get some water as well? Oh, we already went around with the water. It's like, why didn't you wake me up then? I can't stand that. Um, a few other honorable mentions stopping for gas. (laughs) This is all like flying stuff, but one of the most annoying things about traveling is stopping for gas. You know, whenever you're in like a good, a good groove and then you have to stop for gas. I hate that. Um, guy that goes around asking what everybody's boarding spot is. This is only like Southwest because Southwest, you don't have a seat. It's all about where you're boarding at. And I hate, you know, how you're in a spot because there's numbers up on the wall on the little signs. It's like, dude, I'm 12 and you're 13. It does not matter. Like, just get in a spot. <laughs> Those are so annoying. Um, I'm so surprised that this this would have been this should have been number one pick. I don't know. I don't know why we didn't use it. People that stand up as soon as the plane lands. That's so annoying. That one doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's just like it's just kind of dumb. Like they're just idiots. Um, people that stand on the moving walkways. I can't stand that. Mm. The moving walkways. It's there to walk. And then, uh, yeah, that's true. I don't like that. And then at the airport, they say, like, if you're standing, move to the right. But there's not enough room for two lanes on that thing. And then guy that crop, crop dusts everybody. Mm. I can't stand the guy that crop dusts everybody. He's doing it because he's in a crowd. Uh, if you don't know what crop dusting is, it's farting and then <laughs> leaving. Um, Chris Lee did this the other day. <laughs> Chris Lee did this at the airport. But Chris Lee didn't silently crop dust anybody this plays into some of the jokes that we do if he did it i'm going to say this on the podcast i don't care if you can't do that and then not be okay with people talking about it we're we land in austin and we're waiting on one of the other guys to get off of his different flight we're all standing around in a very crowded area (laughs) and chris lee just walks by and lets out the very very loud fart (laughs) and tyler granger and i were all standing right there (laughs) and we all just dispersed and everyone was just staring at us i felt like everyone within it was so loud that probably everyone within 20 feet which was like half of this gate looked over and i just looked up as he farted he was just moving away he was walking so briskly away from his fart that he left in the dust so and it was terrible it was terrible. That's too. my favorite
2: type of humor. It's just playing on just humans all together. <laughs> it's just like the most like random little things of just like embarrassing each other in front of people that you'll never see again. That's Chris Lee's specialty.
0: Well then he kept talking about he's like, Oh yeah, dude, crop dusting is like my specialty. You can you can fart in front of anyone at an airport and like you can just walk away. Which I believe in human decency. I don't think I don't like to do that. I don't think you should do that. However, there are people like Chris Lee that just wanna watch the world burn. <laughs> And I think that that guy is probably on America's most crop dust wanted list for all airports.
1: I do have one honorable mention. What's your honorable mention? So it's when people try to share the armrest with you, especially Mm -hmm. when you're in the middle seat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm in the middle seat. You have your own armrest over there. Why don't you go use it?
0: Yeah. If you're in the middle seat, you kind of get, uh, you kind of get both. Like if you're the window, You've got that whole thing to lean up on. You shouldn't get the armrest in the middle. I got into an armrest battle, um, coming back from Chicago the other day with a guy. I ultimately um, won on one side and lost on the other. So I ended up with one armrest. It's better than none, but it is a battle. It's like a little psychological, you know, warfare that you go I've, back and forth. I have with.
2: one more story from our flight home the other day. <laughs> I was sitting in the aisle seat, and this older lady comes up, and she's like, and she was like pretty late. Well, it was about. It was like middle. It was like probably like about half of the boarding was done. It was southwest. So you could pick whatever seat you want. They just give you a certain boarding position. And she walks up and I'm in the aisle and she goes, Is that your backpack up there? And I was like, Yes, ma'am. And she was like, Could you could you move that for me? Do you mind? And I was like, Okay, she's gonna there was a guy in the aisle in the window seat and then me in the aisle seat and then there was a middle seat. I was like, Okay, she's gonna take the middle seat and Sure, I'll be polite and take my bag down. So I took my bag down and put it in front and then she and then I help her I grab her bag and put it up there and then I stand to the side and she goes, Oh, I'm not going in there. And then she walks to the back of the plane. She Mm -hmm. didn't even want the seat. She just wanted me to move my back. I thought that was so strange because there's plenty of space, overhead space in the back. And then I just sat down and then she goes, No, I'm not I'm not sitting there and then the guy next to me just goes like what was that? well sometimes uh at the end of boarding
0: they'll tell people like it's going to be a full flight so if you find a little space go ahead and put your bag and then walk to the back i have seen him do that i've never heard of that well you've probably never been at the back of boarding (laughs) yeah all right we got anything else boys
2: Mm. Good on my end no thanks for coming ben thanks Thanks for for having me even though you're in here every single podcast episode
0: You finally let him uh, i'm happy
2: to be in this corner for this one yeah yeah
0: All right. Tune in next week. We're going to have Chris Lee on. Super excited about that interview. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you all next week. Eat your veggies.